Welcome back to another episode of the Into the Night Minute. Each week, Movies by Minutes host examine the 1985 John Landis-directed comedy Into the Night, one minute of screen time per episode. My name is Alex Robinson, and my website is comicbookalex.com. My name is Pete the Retailer, and my website is PeteTheRetailer.com. Although, you hopefully know us better as the hosts of Star Wars Minute. Star Wars Minute. Yes, we are kicking off our week of Into the Night uh, Minute with Minute 71. 71. 71. Uh, basically, here's a little summary in case you're not up to not uh, haven't seen it in a while. Uh, a couple drives around L.A. in a sports car. They pull up to a house. And uh, after the guy tries to uh, get fresh with the woman, they go inside and they say hello to a trio of parrots. Yeah, Pete, did you seen this movie before? Uh, I remember it being kind of on. I think I've seen bits and pieces on Channel Eleven, but none mm-hmm. of what I, I saw for this week seemed familiar to me. So maybe I'm getting it confused with another movie. Are you thinking of In the Heat of the Night? No, you are. That's what I was thinking of. Yeah, the Carol O'Connor. Uh, right, he where he fights that. racism. Yeah, I think it's says probably his most iconic role, Carol O'Connor. Sure. Well, except for his Christmas special. Mm. <laughs> Christmas Carol O'Connor. Yep. Um, this minute starts with some very sexy saxophone. Yeah, I didn't mention the uh, saxophone solo. Yeah. Very, uh... Um, and it's it seems like it would you know it fits with the. I don't know if you just showed this minute out of context. It seems like we accidentally watched minute seventy-one of some kind of pornographic feature. <laughs> the guy is certainly homely enough to be <laughs> well the uh the guy well we'll get uh yeah the guy is is uh is act director actor etc uh paul mazursky oh that's I, I i couldn't find that character listed in the credits yeah um he's bud 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 um that uh yeah paul mazursky who made um what did he make? Like Bob and Ted and Carol and Alice and stuff like that. Didn't he do um, Down and Out Beverly Hills? Yeah, Down and Out Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, sadly, no longer with us. Or sadly, I guess. Mm. <laughs> I don't have strong feelings about Paul Mazursky, but yeah, um, yeah, he plays Bud here, and then uh, the uh, uh, hmm? go ahead. No, no. proceed. Well, the lady, uh, um, Miss North America herself, is uh, is Christy, played by uh, Catherine Harold. 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 Catherine Harold. I was going to say about Paul Mazursky being in it, uh, John Landis is famous for including cameos by filmmakers in his uh, movies. That's like his gimmick. Yeah, this one is, is over the top, apparently. This is like all cameos. Well, over the top was uh, Sly Sloan. Oh, okay. Did he direct that? He might have like a like a Hal Needham or something, not a Hal Needham. That's that the uh, what's the? There's another guy like that over the top uh, uh, director. Oh, Menachem Golan. Oh, look oh. at that! It was a Golan and Globus production. I didn't even realize that. Those the Canon guys. Yeah. Hmm. Boy. 
Sorry to everybody who was uh, screaming Menahem Golan at me for a couple of seconds there. <laughs> Although, You're used to it by now. <laughs> the distance from Menahem Golan to uh, to Hal Needham is not as 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 great as uh, as it could be. In your defense, right? Um, uh, I've never seen this movie before. Never. Never. I, I'd you, never even heard of it before. You would think I would have asked you that when you asked me. You would think I would be, you know, polite as a as a co-host. No, that's all right. Hmm. <laughs> um. Well, yeah, yeah. So I have no. Basically, I have no idea what's going on in this film. I read the uh, summary on the um on the Wikipedia, mm-hmm. and uh, I still don't quite understand what, what this part has to do with the. I don't understand still the connection between this part and the Jeff Goldblum parts. Right. I, I feel like we are. We're in a little bit of a side uh, plot, a, a B story of sorts. Okay. Um. Yeah. But. We can assume that they're, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I also didn't go back and watch the whole thing for this. I went back and watched, uh, you know, one or two things, one or two minutes before this, mm-hmm. um, just to see if that helped set anything up, but it didn't really. It was two minutes of saxophone solo. <laughs> yeah, it was Kenny G on the beach. <laughs> Stock footage of LA. <laughs> um, I do want to say the, the cars, the, um, not the band, the cars. Um, the band. The, not the band, the band. Um, mm-hmm. but the, uh, I was wondering if in a shot like this, where you have like a stretch of highway and then you have, you know, you're focusing on one car did they make, do you think they made the rest of the cars look like normal kind of like, um, you know, in order to make this Corvette stand out, do you think they just threw a bunch of Datsuns out there? Like, hmm. Cause it seems, I don't know how, like how much control do they have? Is this stretch of highway closed down and they're running cars through or they um i guess this is a fairly large fairly big production so did they think they had the wherewithal to or they just kind of filming live uh let's see i'm taking a look at the shot now Mm -hmm. i don't know the street does seem it's hard to say the street does seem awfully empty so mm-hmm. it makes it could be that those cars that pass by are all like under control of the production. You know what I mean? Right. As opposed to them just filming a, a city street. I right. don't know. You are uh, you uh, uh, that's a Camaro then that car? Uh, Corvette, I believe. No Corvette. Right. Uh, are you you a car guy? Clearly, I'm not a car guy. I can't tell my Corvettes from my Camaros. <laughs> um, no. Although I should, I don't know. There's a whole, um, I've, I, there's a complicated, <laughs> complicated, complicated family history with cars that I won't go into here. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, but I feel like I should be more of a car guy. You are mechanically minded. Right. And it, and it's, you know, it's the type of thing that, you know, the, the way I am with, you know, let's say computers and stuff like that is the, totally the way that people from you know the 50s were about cars so so you're saying if you were around in the 50s you would have been you would have been out there with lucas tinkering with your car and cruising the strip i think so yeah um i believe it yeah but uh yeah so i, I was wondering if this you know i, I love the you know, kind of you know very period specific cars like if I if this was a uh, if this was a period piece if this was not kind of you know if this was recorded now 
taking place in in you know 1985 i would have been like ah it's too over the top kind of again over the top with the uh, you know the production design is a little too like trying too hard to be 80s yeah um but that's just what cars looked like then yeah we thought that was cool yeah i had once a um somebody uh who i worked with um showed me a picture of like like oh here's this awesome halloween costume that i wore when i was 10 i'm looking at i'm like wait something's off like i'm I'm having like a you know not a nosebleed but it was just like this is something isn't registering i'm like oh this is it like if she was like you know like 10 15 years younger than me and i was mm-hmm. like this is you're 10 years old here but these cars look like new cars they look like modern cars and i couldn't par- <laughs> i couldn't reconcile that thing except you're just younger so like the cars that you know these are cars from my 20s um when you're wearing this outfit so that's that's like this those those are the cars that i that i these are the cars of my youth the ones that are on right. the street yeah yeah camaro when i was a kid a camaro a, not a corvette camaro. and a trans am were the were the coolest cars on your block <laughs> yeah my block i lived i lived in a car de- a car dealership so mm-hmm. had a lot of cool cars <laughs> um yeah, there was it was definitely, you know, well, uh, outside of I think the I feel like the Trans Am got uh, because of Smokey and the Bandit, it got a big mm, that's true thing. That was like, you know, the Bandit and and generally and um you know, Night Rider <laughs> kit rather. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like those are the hot cars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, from my youth uh, rather than you know i didn't know make and model i knew like the the hollywood version of the car yeah well and of course being a child of the 70s there was no car cooler than an air rushed uh tripped out tricked out van oh of course right so oh um, man to envy some of those vans <laughs> um well and there's also the, these uh um uh, Christy and Bud go, uh, they go into the house, um, which I'm assuming is Bud's house, or I don't know if they, uh, I'm not sure what the deal is, if if she lives there. I think it's his house, because Bud names the parrots when he goes in, so I think it's his house. Well, that's what I wanted to talk about, too. Uh Uh-oh. Um, so he, he walks in and he's like, hello, Mo, hello, Larry, hello, Curly, and like, it's a very, it's a very writerly thing to like. Oh, his parrots are named Mo, Larry, and Curly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't like. I don't like the way it's delivered. I don't mm-hmm. like that two of the parrots are almost identical and one is different. Like who's who? Is Mo the the outlier here? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yes. You think Mo is because he's the leader? <laughs> no, I, I was saying yes. I understand what you're saying, and I I agree with it. Okay. Um, also, you know, do they get them all at the same time? I'm assuming. If not, like, what do they? Like, did he slowly introduce them? Like, what happens when one dies? Does he get a shemp parrot? Like, what or a you know, like? <laughs> well, so first of all, does do you think that this is a fault of John Landis? 
for having this writerly character or is it actually good writing in that it's pointing out this the the sort of pompousness of this this movie character of bud oh is the problem with is he Blood, or is the problem with the well, i don't know he's some kind of filmmaker he has academy awards or emmys oh, right. and stuff right so so he must have some kind of uh creative uh um you know according to this thing he's a beach house owner and accused drug dealer <laughs> um, so anyway so do you blame so do you blame bud or do you blame uh john landis for that yeah, no, I don't think it's a. Uh, I don't think it's intentionally a character trait. I think it's right. just. I think it's just uh, amateurish. Um, yeah. Let's see, written by Ron Koslow, who doesn't even have. He's not even linked in in Wikipedia. Linked. Um, I guess that's what happens when you make a basically a home movie with all your act- director friends and have them play the uh, right. parts. Oh, you created the TV series Beauty and the Beast? Hmm. Hmm. Um, well, that's it. Um, I was like, oh, and he also wrote Moonlight, but he wrote Moonlight, the TV series from 2007. <laughs> Not that the it, prequel to Moonlighting? Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's so uh, I guess he did this and then Beauty and the Beast and then he was like riding high and then he just did a bunch of stuff that I hadn't heard of. So art films. He retired to make not retired, huh. you know, he went out of the spotlight to make art films like he always wanted to. Right. Do you uh, are you a Three Stooges fan? Um yeah, not not um not a super fan, but I I enjoy them when they're on. I used to watch them, you know, when they would come on on a Saturday or something. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, I do like them, but I never, I've never done a full, you know, like deep dive. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about you? Uh, I like them. Okay. I mean, I think a little bit goes a long way. Like I, I, uh, I, uh, think they're funny, but you know, I don't want to watch like 10 of them in a row. Right. One interesting thing is somebody said that the, the three stooges are a, uh, metaphor for society hmm. because, uh, Mo is the leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Larry is the just kind of like regular followers who just want to go along to get along. And then Curly is the sort of, uh, you know, outsider artist type thing who doesn't want to follow the rules and is always getting into trouble and, and creating, you know, uh, creating the, the free spirits of our society. So, uh, hmm. The other idea I had was to make a uh, re to recreate remake a Three Stooges short, but remake it as a drama. Mm. So like you know, that, it'd be all uh, dark. We were, we were just talking about that not too long ago on our show about the you know where they, they Star Wars minute. They sh- yeah, that's our show. But the, when they showed the thing with like the person's face and and then a sandwich and the oh the person looks hungry, but then they showed the exact same picture of somebody's face and they show like a you know a casket and they're like oh he's sad mm-hmm. so that that experiment but just you know so if you change you know All use right. the exact same you know <laughs> script and setup but make it you know throw in some some uh, sad piano and stuff like that yeah you take the sound effects out and just put in the sound of them being like oh oh you know as, right. as they're realistic sounds yeah exactly so it'll be a dark uh, kitchen sink drama hmm. there you go <laughs> uh yeah so the only I, I mentioned before that paul mazursky uh it just struck me when i was first watching it that like uh that 
actresses have it so hard that this this guy basically John Landis said to his friend, "Hey, you want to come on this uh, movie and get to make out with a lady?" And he's like, "Sure." So uh, I didn't for all I know it's his wife or whatever. But anyway, I was just struck by the difference between North Miss North America and uh, right somewhat schlubby balding Paul Mazursky. <laughs> like, oh man, this lady probably had to make out with so many different guys to get this part in the oh. set. Yeah. Anyway, anywho, <laughs> it's a comedy. Hmm. So, do you have anything else to say about minute seventy-one of uh, of uh, Into the Night? Uh, no, it's kind of uh, scene continues. We'll we'll see more from Mulary and Curly. Yeah, tomorrow. I wonder what's gonna wonder what's gonna happen. Mm. Hopefully, they'll, they'll explain who Bud is and uh, who this lady is. Yes. Well, we I know he's it. a. Uh, we know he's a. What is it? What did you just say? His job was beach house he's, owner. <laughs> And, and, and suspected drug suspected dealer. drug dealer or accused drug dealer. Now it makes sense to me because now that that provides a little bit of a clue as to as to the plot, but we'll we'll figure it. We'll uh, get to that tomorrow, right? So uh, yeah. So Pete, you want to plug anything while we're up here? Uh, no, just uh, you've all been to hopefully uh, StarWarsMinute.com, PeteTheRetailer.com. Links to my other stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, yeah, also. Uh, while you're in the mood for some minutes, uh, I do a podcast called Godfather Minute, in which my brother and I go through the entire Godfather saga one minute at a time. Well, so far, just the first movie, but we'll get there, Pop. All right, so I guess that'll wrap up Minute 71. And uh, don't forget, you can find the Into the into the Night podcast. keep wanting to say into the, uh, into the Minute. Into the Night podcast on iTunes, Spotify, and Google Play. Or you can always go to nightminute.com. Uh, for all your uh, into the night needs and um you can uh join the king's the king lives listeners limo on facebook for if you want to uh discuss uh, the show discuss this pod movie with other people and also there's twitter uh you can go on twitter at night minute pretty straightforward uh, all right, so uh, join us here next time on the next Into the Night Into Minute. Into the Night Minute. So you're supposed to say it at the same time. No. Do we thank you or what? I'd say I fall in the or what category. Mm-hmm.